Sir. What? Are either one of these any good? I don't watch movies. Hello world, this is Chris Abalo's Podcast Experiment and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to the show where I'm joined in person by my co-host Jack DeFranco. Hey, we're live pal. Hey everybody. We are. <laughs> we're live. It's it's kind of weird that we've actually, been, I mean we've, we've been getting together and sitting and talking in person, yeah. but the idea you and I have been sitting in front of each other talking into Casting microphones in for, a pod. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but sitting here for the last 40 minutes just bullshitting is yeah. kind of funny. That all of a sudden, <laughs> we're like, it's oh yeah, we're doing a show in person. That's right. But it, it's good to break the ice. We always end up chatting before we get yeah. started. But we had to kind of mark the occasion. That prep time, that hour prep time. So. Yeah. But but the idea that we're actually together, and not that it's the first time. You were over here a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I was at your place recently, too. But uh, there are some... Breaking, small... breaking the law. <laughs> well, there are small gatherings a lot, yeah. just in case anybody wants to yeah, you know, call there's in... There's four people here. Call in the feds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like you, you are allowed to have small gatherings Come of people. Come at me. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought, okay, this occasion, we should probably do a show, which yeah. frankly was touch and go for the last two days because the original idea was my girlfriend sherry was going to go down to your place hang out with your wife noel they're going to watch housewife shows and probably drink wine and you know talk shit and cackle and yeah put like stickers idiots. on the traffic keepers whatever it is they do yeah. and you were going to yeah. come up here and we were going to watch movies and eat junk food you know the stuff we do yeah. the stuff we like fart <laughs> yeah a lot of farting there would have been a lot of farting a lot of trips to the bathroom yeah a lot of deliveries, yeah. <laughs> a lot of food deliveries, yeah. and then up super fucking late. But anyway. <laughs> Life had other plans. Yeah. I mean, as of two days ago, it was two days ago, right? Three when days ago. Three days ago when your power it, went out. It feels like six, <laughs> but it, it's honestly felt like the three longest days in recent memory. Yeah. Given our situation with quarantine and COVID, this was like, hey, you know all that like pandemic stuff? Here's another kick in the nuts for you. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Up kicking the balls, dude. Yeah, because there was a big. Was it technically a hurricane? Well, it was a hurricane. Tropical storm. Tropical and storm. It, it was. It was something that was like discussed. I heard about it over the weekend, mm -hmm. and then Tuesday morning, my wife wakes me up like, "Hey, there's that tropical storm's coming through, so you might want to like put some stuff away outside." So I'm like, "Oh yeah, let me do that." Because, it's, oh, it's not going to be that bad. When I went out, it was just rain and a little bit of wind. And the worst I thought would be, because typically where I live, where there's a bad windstorm, garbage cans get knocked over and cans. I'm like, all right, I'll throw them in the basement. Right. And we're done. No. No. We didn't even get started. No, not at all. <laughs> that was the bread. That wasn't even the appetizer <laughs> of what was coming. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Well, you lost power for three days. And oh a ton God. of siding was stripped off the, your house. Yeah, within minutes. Yeah, which is other. wild. I have, I have a photo of it. Maybe we'll share it on the Cape yeah. social media. A reason to follow Cape Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, that's a beaut. <laughs> yeah, that was um, all within minutes. Now, the power going out didn't really shock me initially. The siding did because my wife was working, and then I was in the other room. I'd just come back in from securing everything, putting... Uh, the garbage away what have you 
we hear this big thunderous crash and we're like oh my god and the winds were picking up so my wife goes oh my god jack and my first thought was we have air conditioner units in our windows that the winds were so strong that it ripped the air conditioner units out of the wall oh my and, god and I, that's what my thought was and i'm like oh my god was that it's like no the siding and for a split second, i looked outside and it's just siding everywhere one piece dangling in front of our window like i'm like is this going to shatter the window pieces were going over our neighbor's fence across the street mm. and the cars and my wife's like we got to take care of him I'm like we can't go out in this we'll die <laughs> like we'll get impaled yeah. you like, see what happened to the house and it's a house yeah the car can be fixed neighbor the neighbor's car can be fixed their fence can be fixed i'm i can't be <laughs> like you know yeah not the same you know, <laughs> your husband you know, of not even 3 years I, is going to be broken you know, I can't get a robot arm like Luke Skywalker. That can't happen. <laughs> no, but it's just, it was like within seconds and so sudden. And then, like I said, the power being out initially wasn't a shock. And it tried to come back on quickly, died out. And then four hours later, um, my patients were pretty good for the first day, I would say. At like 3.30, the power glitched on. And I'm like, oh, sweet. And it went away. No, uh, I, I blame I'm not going to be one of those political conspiracy theorists, but I blame Trump because I put on the video to show my wife exactly at three thirty. The embarrassing video just came out about him reading statistics. And I'm like, ooh! and then <laughs> the second I turned the video on, you know, the power, power went out. back out again. And then it was gone for three days. Seventy four uh, hours. That's insane. I counted it. Eleven thirty a.m. Tuesday. I didn't get it back till Friday at one thirty p.m. Three miserable, hot, unpredictable sleepless and awful days fortunately not even the hottest weeks it actually has been cooler this week than it has the last few thank we were god just, it was yeah we just bitched with ryan we spent the first couple of minutes of the last show talking about how the weather was frustrating because it's they must have thunderstorms said, well, fuck you next week <laughs> yeah mother nature's like you got something yeah. we got something in store for you yeah <laughs> you're gonna love this but oh. it, it's actually been a little bit cooler thankfully yeah and not a moment too soon but Unfortunately, your power went out. It was restored today as we're recording this on Friday uh, before you're hearing it. And last night, I've been up super late because my sleep schedule is all whacked out again. Yeah. And at 4.45 in the morning, when I was getting ready to go to bed, our power goes out. <sighs> and then five minutes later, it kicks back on. It's, oh, okay. All right, well, that wasn't so bad. Oh, yeah. And then it goes out again. And there was a huge, if people saw it, and this is your reference point, it was the same time there was a blackout in Manhattan and in Harlem, and Twitter was going crazy with, yes, you know, New York, New York blackout. blackout. Happened at the same time it happened here. And, and then it was... to New York. Close-ish. Well, that's it. We're, we, we could spit to New York from here. Yeah. And that means, we, we assume that meant it was connected. Yeah. So, unfortunately, we went to sleep without any electricity without any air conditioning which only sucks because we're on the top floor where we are so it was hot and it was uncomfortable and at the point when i felt i don't even remember when it was i felt probably by the time i actually went to sleep because i was hanging in there hoping the power was going to come back on and then i could turn the air conditioners on i ended up unplugging everything because i don't want the power to go on and off yeah, and, yeah. You know, mess up the air conditioners or any other of the electronics so i just kind of unplugged everything turned off you know the surge protectors and whatever so nothing was Nothing had any power going to it in case the power was going on and off again. And then I woke up around noonish after falling asleep at maybe like six because it was just so hot. I said, I got to get up. I can't do this. Oh, my God. So I woke up um, and the power was still out at noon, by the way. And we weren't sure with this tentative plan of 
you know, things we, were shifting. We were, yeah. Yeah, we didn't know how it was going to go. The idea was, well, I guess Jack and Noel are going to come up to our place because they don't have power. And we do. Because they were giving you a window of between today, Friday, and Tuesday yes. for your power being restored. Yeah, 85% was supposed to be restored today, and then the remaining customers would be Tuesday the 11th at 11 p.m. And I had <sighs> called yesterday in peak frustration because I'd been calling, and I, I submitted the... Which, by the way, I submitted the whole my power's out thing, and they go through the whole menu. It's like, would you like a call when your power's back on? And I thought, well, just in case if I'm not home, <laughs> sure. They never called me when the power came back on. Awesome. So the last three days, like even when I was staying at my mother-in-law's house the other night, was like, well, if I didn't get the call, that means it's not there. I mean, and coincidentally, when I went home, there was no power, so I didn't expect it. But had... Maybe it could have came back, so you didn't do your job, New Jersey Power. I'm still waiting <laughs> on my phone. I'll probably get it tomorrow at like 11 o'clock in the morning when I'm An at the grocery store. An automated message, yeah. We good just news. want you to know that you're like, oh, oh, it is? Like, Good news. Your power service has been restored. Yeah. <laughs> and before that, like I called yesterday at peak frustration, and the message was, we, we expect you to be August 11th at 11 p.m. Now I'm thinking, I had two thoughts. One of sound mind thinking... It's probably before it ended, it's just an estimated time. And two, fuck you, it will not be, because I will, you know, Ugh. I'm going to have to, like, resort to, like, holding someone up on, a, on like, a pole and be like, you get up there and you fix my power. Well, that's that's what it was today, since we woke up and we both didn't sleep well because it was hot. Oh, I so woke we up gasping for air Wednesday night. Like, I've never done that with the heat. Noel and I stayed in one room we thought was cooler. <laughs> and we wo- I woke up at 3.30, like, <gasps> like, and I stood outside and this is a site, you know, pitch black, but, you know, y'all can imagine, ladies, you know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a married man, but I stood outside shirtless at 3.30 in the morning for about 20 minutes oh. just because it was cool outside and was like, man, I hope I don't get bit by a bat, but it can't get any worse from this fucking point. So, <laughs> sorry, ladies, you missed it. He yeah. didn't post a selfie on you know, social if there media. there were police outside, they would have thought a Sasquatch was, on the, was breaking it Yeah, they would have. That's yeah. not even slightly an exaggeration. They yeah. would have thought, holy shit. Oh, my a God. Sasquatch wearing shorts. He must yeah. have broken into that house. Get him. Hell. Holy shit, he tore the siding off the house. <laughs> my God. <laughs> he's trying to scale the house. Now he's outside <laughs> sulking. A police car show up. Yeah. Scare he... your wife out of sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and you're meanwhile, you're bleary-eyed and hot and sweaty. Like, so you're, like, <laughs> you're not yeah. all there anyway. And then all these cop cars roll up on you. <sighs> Yeah, fun really really bad times so well it got restored today and that was the funny thing because i checked in with you we sherry and i went out and did errands today we had a couple of things to do i had to get rid of a bunch of stuff so i was taking a trip to the recycling center because ours only gets picked up like twice a month so it's just easier to take it myself a lot of the time just yeah. go to the other side of town and drop it off because it's like like us it's twice a month too but it's yeah. only like Every other Wednesday, and uh, you know, if you know how many half cans of seltzer go through my house <laughs> that have to be poured down the drain at a regular rate, it, it does. It, it needs to. It needs to be taken more frequently. Oh so. yeah. Well, that's it. I don't mind driving ten minutes to drop everything off I, because it's just fine for me. Because we don't want it. We don't want empty cans and bottles and stuff like that in the house anyway. Yeah, and we have cardboard like because, like a lot of people, we're having a lot of stuff delivered to the house, packages and whatnot that yeah. for things we're buying or showing up, and then we want to get rid of the boxes. So. I had to do that, and then Sherry had a few things she was running to the store for, and we kind of didn't know what was going on, because we didn't want to announce that we didn't have power either, because yeah. we were supposed to host you guys. Surprise! Since you didn't have we power. don't have power, we're going home, Noel. <laughs> so I sent you a message around like 3 o'clock, um, or maybe it was earlier than that. I don't remember. I think it was, because at one thirty, 
as I was gleefully eating a, well, I mean, I was eating a Chick-fil-A sandwich that Noelle bought home for me because she had a doctor's appointment this morning. Wee. And then I saw the, the clock little go on and the lights, and I'm like, it's back! <laughs> <laughs> so it was... Uh, a mouthful of Christian chicken. And yeah. you're like, oh, my, oh my. Yeah. <laughs> Did you praise the Lord because the I, his, I because his chicken helped uh, turn your power yeah. back on? Is that it that was? was a chicken all along. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it took. Yeah. No, I joked with Noel. I was like, the second you come home, the power's back, and I have a sandwich. <laughs> All is right with the world All for right. for a moment, one single moment yeah. <laughs> in this mess of the year 2020. Uh, Everything is okay. Yeah, my I've recovered from the extra kick in the balls. <laughs> yeah, that was bestowed upon me. But that's funny because we didn't have any power, and I went and checked on our power company's website, and on our street, which is a long street and a one way street, that apparently less than ten houses were affected. But we do live near wow. a shopping plaza, and we're also in very close range to a train station. So they had power. There were powder outages. It was kind of in patches. I mean, so much yeah. so that the governor had to address it actually today. But <laughs> it, there were so many different areas that kind of were affected. They were getting to them bit by bit. I mean, kind of the best they could do. It wasn't like, you know, just one big grid was out. It was just affecting certain parts of yeah. certain neighborhoods, which was really weird. But and it, which strikes it was just light rain last night, so I don't know what caused it anyway. At the time when the power went out, it was just raining lightly. We could hear it, you know, kind of falling on the roof and falling on the. And that was my concern, like, oh, there's rain today, so there might not be repairs. Because like, no, you get your ass up there, you fix those fucking right. Poles. <laughs> you fix those fucking poles now. I don't care what you got to do. <laughs> you get up there and you get I'm my hot. power back on. <laughs> yeah, it's hot. I'm mad. I haven't slept well. Yeah. Oh, I slept. I stayed at my mother-in-law's. I did like the best well, sleep of my life. <laughs> dude, that's that's kind of what we were thinking. Because in this whole thing, I'm like, okay, do we ask Jack and Noel if we could, like, are we going to go down there and hang out at their place instead if they have power and we don't? Should we stay the night? I'm sure they'd let us. So yeah, yeah. maybe we'll stay the night and then I maybe frantically we'll... clean the bathroom <laughs> in preparation. Oh well, the, the reason is, sorry, I'm I'm skipping over an important part. I go on the website and I see the patches are affected, and there there was a section I could tap on to see on my part of the street we live on. Yeah. And it said less than five houses affected, which I thought that's crazy. I don't know how that's possible because there's way more than five houses from where we are to the end of the block. So I don't know how yeah. that, that would be even possible, but they said power should be restored by Monday, the 10th, the which is the when this show is yeah. released. And I said, okay, will. I don't know if we could do that. And I wasn't <laughs> encouraged by what happened with you. That's why I was thinking, Oh shit, it may take three days. Yeah. So now I'm thinking, all right, we got to make plans. Well, if we stay with Jack and Noel's on Friday, then maybe we go to my parents on Saturday. And then we get, because thinking like, well, we'll check in with the landlord and see if the power's yeah, yeah, back yeah. on and uh, go from there. The but I thought, well, maybe we'll go down there, but I'll have to bring the TV because there's no TV in the bedroom that's, you know, quote unquote, my bedroom, my parents' house, yeah. since they've now co opted it. <laughs> so even though I still have some stuff in, in there, a bookcase full of crap. Uh, it's not a room that's in regular use. So there's no TV. So I said, well, I'm going to bring the TV yeah. so we can watch TV. Yeah. And then I guess I'll bring the Blu-ray player. So I'm making these plans while I'm out running errands and yeah. in the car because I got stuck in traffic because there was a, a car accident. Of course so, it was. Yeah, it took, that's it took why me, we were delayed to get to you tonight. Yeah, it took me 45 yeah. minutes to get home and it, it should have taken like 25. But I'm thinking, oh, God, what are we going to do? And Sherry called me when I was funnily enough about 20 minutes from home and said hey are you home yet and i said no actually i'm about 20 minutes from home what are you up to and she said well i still gotta make two stops but i was just wondering if the power is back on and i said i don't know but uh, it sounds like i'm gonna be home before you 
I'll let you know as soon as it gets back on. Now, as I've said before, we live upstairs. So when I got home, I opened the door and I, I couldn't tell it was daytime. I got home at about five o'clock. Yeah. So I didn't know if anything was, I didn't hear anything running. I didn't hear any TVs. I kind of didn't hear anything that would indicate whether the power was on or still off. But I opened the door to our entrance in the house and there's a stairwell going upstairs to our apartment. And I look and I see that the light for the stairwell, the switch illuminates. It lights up orange. So you yeah, can see it in the dark, cool obviously. <laughs> yeah. And I, I see that it's orange. I'm like, oh, please work. So I flick the switch and the light in the stairwell goes on. I was like, yeah. So I bound up the stairs. I unlock the apartment door and then I run it. I literally dropped the bag of stuff that I had with me and left by the door, to, which Sherry would trip on later when she got home. Yeah. Because I was so, <laughs> I was so like, yes, we got to cool this fucking place down. <laughs> And plug the air conditioner back in, the main air conditioner, because yeah, we, yeah. we have units in in this place where we are. So we have one in the bedroom and one uh, that kind of faces into the, the dining room, which is a straight line in the living room. So I plugged that one in, turned it on. It was 84 degrees in the apartment, so it was hot. Oh, yeah. And I said, let me just get these things going. And great. And I completely forgot about the bag. I left by the door, so Sherry yeah, trip over yeah. it. <laughs> Thankfully, didn't land. Just She just stumbled, but... Yeah, later on, I was like, oh, sorry. I completely forgot I even yeah. came in with anything. I was so happy the air conditioning yeah. was on, and I just wanted to lay down and take a nap. And at that point, she called me, when she did call me, rather, to see if the, the power was back on, she said, well, we're going to see. I'm, I'm talking to Noel, and we're going to see what we're going to do about tonight. And I said, yeah. well, it doesn't matter. Like, if they want to come to us, cool. If we're going to go down to them, cool. But Whatever works. I'll, yeah. I'll let you know if the power's back on. I did. I just sent her a light bulb emoji to let her know the power was back yeah. on. And she was incredibly happy, of course, knowing she was going to come home and it was going to be better than when we left. So you guys came up here. Yes. And you're just hanging out. Long story and we short. have power. <laughs> Thankfully, hopefully yeah. it's not going to go out on the show. That that was the uh, other thing, too, because I said, and that was the stipulation. We would have gladly come down to your yeah, yeah, yeah. your place. But we had my thing was. Ready. We were you know, doing sheets and getting stuff ready I know, for the well, bedroom. If we literally hadn't made the plan to do this very show yeah. tonight, we would have just come down to you. But I said, you know, we're just going to have to do it Sunday night anyway. So. I said, if they could come up here and you two can whatever watch works. whatever yeah, housewives yeah. of whatever city. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. And that's what they've been doing while we've been in here, yakking to each other, getting so. ready to start the show. Mm-hmm. So after a half hour of the yeah. updates, <laughs> the so, horribleness. A long story short, after a week like this, I think there's only one response. Yeah. And it's National Beer Day, too. Yeah, apparently. Uh, yeah, apparently it was. August seventh is always one of those national national beer days. It's, it's day national day. something food day yeah, every day, and I can't day. keep track. Yeah, and it means nothing, but whatever. It's if August seventh is national beer day, whatever. But you enjoy your your white ale, Jack. Yeah, I will. Ooh. So, the big story of the week is Jack had no power, according to me. <laughs> but the second biggest story of the week. No, you know what? There really hasn't been a whole lot of movie news for the last few months because, no, been... aside from release date changes. That's been the only yes. thing to talk about. And and the idea that AMC theaters are going bankrupt, well, actually, they're not. And theaters going to reopen then. And then they're not. Then that date gets pushed. And then they're going to reopen. And the movies are getting pushed. And all this yeah, other stuff. Yeah. Hasn't been a whole lot of movie news to talk about. But in, in, in a time when it's like, we're, we're living in such bizarre times, you forget like, oh, it's summer. Oh, there should be movies out. Like, this is like kind of towards the end now. Yeah, we'd be like, we'd be like four or five tent poles deep yeah. normally. Yeah, we would be kind of winding down. There's like maybe one or two more movies that come out that are like smaller 
I'd be looking at this sport if life was normal. Like, oh, Bill and Ted opens in two right, weeks. Bill and Ted's out at yeah. the end of the month. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It still is, which is great. Uh, it still is. Yeah, that's, that's a good we part. Never have, <laughs> you know, but that's everything. And, now, and we, so. will, we will get to that. Yeah, yeah. But th- there kind of has been no news to report other than 2021 is going to be packed. You better hope theaters are open by then. Yeah. Which is a whole separate discussion, which I don't even want to get into. If, mm. you know, just economically, there's enough going on. But the idea that if theaters don't open until 2021... And a ways into 2021, the ramifications of that. You know what? There's plenty of pundits out there who can talk about all that stuff. We can just say it as yeah. as fans. I could, I could give you a few but... names, but I, I don't recommend it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't. I mean, we'll, we'll see. And there's going to be enough chatter about that anyway. As we know, podcasting YouTube is for movie nerds and radio is for and sports nerds. <laughs> yeah. And hot takes on your, your local movie plaza not opening. So yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Have fun with that. And I, I ain't about that life anymore. So. Yeah. Not at all. At this point, we're, we're kind of waiting to see what happens now that we're yeah. five months deep and into this goddamn porn quarantine. Did you say porn? T- <laughs> I was going to say por- quarantine. Well, quarantine uh, <laughs> that, would, would be nice right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Andrew would be doing if he were furloughed. Yeah. Not, not to do but pulling myself all day. Hey, Andrew, what are you up to? Waxing my carrot? You know. Again. <laughs> Again. Andrew, what's with the wrist brace? Oh, uh, never mind. But there actually is some news to talk about that's notable and that opens up a larger conversation this week. And we're far from the only ones having this conversation. In fact, by the time you hear this, you may have already heard a bunch of people talking about it already. And the big deal is that... The long-awaited Mulan live-action movie is going to be available on Disney Plus as something of an event for a $30 rental charge. And that's making waves for a lot of reasons. One, it's a tentpole movie that's been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And uh, that was supposed to be, I mean, anticipated certainly to be, be a big opening in August. That was literally, I think, the last Friday in August. So it was due it was, about two weeks before pushed, we went. Um, the original release date was the very last Friday in March, and then it was July twenty second. It got pushed right. Back. That's and right. And then it was August, and now it's it was off the table. And then I guess this was settled to September fourth for this Disney Plus situation for this event. Yeah, and there's a lot of talk about it for a lot of reasons, mm-hmm. and the the big one being. Is this going to set a precedent? Because the movies that have been released directly to, let's say, premium VOD or cinema at home or whatever you want to call it, depending on what service you use to rent movies digitally, there have been tons of movies that would have been really smaller movies that would have been released in theaters that have been released for $19.99 for a rental, which in a lot of cases... Probably caught at home somewhere. If you have HBO or if you have some service, I'm not going to go to the theater for that, but I'll rent it. You know, oh, totally. Or if you have little kids like Trolls World Tour. I, I know I have a five-year-old niece, a five- and an eight-year-old niece, and my sister rented it, and she said, we got the most out of that 48-hour rental because I think I saw the movie seven times <laughs> in a 48-hour period. Oh, man. And I would have put a bullet in my movie, head. So, yeah. So they said, we, we got the most out of that 48-hour $25 rental or whatever it was. Well, that's the interesting thing because the idea that Universal was going to do that and release it on premium VOD did cause some backlash within... The theater industries, NATO, the other one, the National uh, Association of Theater Owners, was apparently pissed off and a lot of chains were pissed off because this is something Universal just decided to do without consulting. Now, ultimately, that's what would have happened with the movie anyway. In hindsight, we know yeah. that that's what would have happened. 
But at the time, it ruffled a lot of feathers that they released it as at VOD at a higher price point, and in a way did kind of break down the door for this this model. Yes, of rentals for twenty dollars for films that would have been released in theaters but haven't been. And the interesting thing about this Disney deal with Mulan is apparently they were in touch with major theater chains. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they were in ch- touch with the National Association of Theaters with, with this particular NATO or what, but apparently they wanted to make sure this Mulan premiere, so to speak, premiere at home, was not a surprise. And I can imagine every theater would have been on board with it because they want to be in the Disney business because Disney movies yeah. make billions and billions of dollars. 2019, $11 billion mm-hmm. in theatrical yeah. revenue for Disney, which is the thing that's funny when you look at the idiots who talk about, well, now we're going to start premiering movies at home and no more movie theaters and, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, it's still no. way profitable to release movies in theaters and people still go, particularly for event movies. Which that that will never change. That will never ever change because as soon as this comes back, when the big event, once we all feel safe, and once there's big event movies, I'll be back. You'll be back. Definitely, our friends will be back. Like that will never go away. The fan experience of anything will never go away. And you can look at maybe a movie like Mulan and think, well, does that ha- does it have like a big fan base? Yes, it has a fan base of younger fans who grew up with the original Disney movie. It has just hardcore Disney fans who see anything Disney. Like it's there. So like. If they were given the choice, I feel that, yes, if this was under different circumstances, that movie would actually be out on Blu-ray as of right now, heading to Disney+. Plus. You're and, right. And it would be a, one of the biggest hits of the year. It was projected. It was one of the projected. Yeah, it could have been a billion dollar movie, but it definitely was projected worldwide to make like seven or eight hundred million dollars. Yeah. Which makes sense, too, because like a lot of studios right now, which do make money, but Disney in particular, because a lot of the revenue is dependent on income from parks. Think about how much money those theme parks generate yeah. on a daily basis. Now imagine four months of none of that revenue yeah. and now very minimal for, I mean, particularly Walt Disney World in Florida. I don't think internationally any of the parks are open elsewhere. I think it's the only one. And they're operating at like 25% capacity. Yeah, yeah. And most people aren't even showing up for the reservations because you have to reserve in advance if you want to go so they don't go over capacity for the day. Yeah. And uh, less people are showing up than are even the limited capacity. So everybody's trying to minimize their losses so i get the idea of doing this with this movie i think it's a stranger choice because not that mulan isn't a beloved disney feature and that she's not a, a beloved disney princess and all all these other it's, things it's about got it its, yeah it's got its fan base it's it, got it, everything that's but it's not the same as say black widow where marvel's established there's a character everybody knows i think people would have been more down for doing that i get that this is very very much as much as they said which is a weird thing about this it wasn't announced like we're going to create some kind of awareness through some ad campaign it was brought up on an investor call with disney's ceo and that's which, that's how the news came out one of my favorite one of my favorite podcasts uh fourth center that talks about star wars lovingly calls it Iger Con because Bob Iger will get on the call <laughs> and we'll just announce things like, oh yeah, we got, you know, John Favreau for The Mandalorian and then, you know, Kathleen Kennedy and Lucas Rose are like, what did he say? Like, we wouldn't make this announcement. Like, Bob Iger's just giving Not like, like this. Yeah, Bob Iger just tells the whole next Disney slate right. for the next five years and like everybody at their studio is like, what, what, what is Bob doing? So Iger Con. <laughs> well, now it's not even him. Now it's, uh, what's his name? His successor. I can't oh, remember the guy's right, name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, 
that's it's that, another guy named Bob, so they actually changed it to Bob Con. That's oh, is it? It's Bob Con. <laughs> wow. Yeah, shout out that's to funny. Four Center, <laughs> Four Center Podcast. But, <laughs> but there's this whole thing with announcing that as opposed to something like, just taking an example of something that was supposed to be a theatrical release way down the line, Hamilton. Now, Hamilton, there's really? a whole... Oh, yeah, that was supposed to get that a release in theaters. Which was going to be a big deal because the original cast hasn't been together in like five years, I think. You know, the, the touring company is in there. But to see that original cast, which is when this, this was filmed apparently years ago, the actual Broadway production of it. Yeah. But it was supposed to be a theatrical release, I think, sometime next year. At this point, I don't remember because, number one, 2020 feels like it's been two years long already. But aside from that, I didn't keep up. I'm just not interested in Hamilton. I'm one of these people. I'm not uh, anti. I'm just, I, I don't like musicals unless they have uh, the Muppets. I'm dumb where I'm just like, uh, did they just film it without an audience? I thought they filmed it literally without an audience. And the, the whole cast got back See, together. I, I, I don't I even know, know that. I didn't know this was like years ago. <laughs> like, I, I knew that I knew enough that Lin-Manuel Miranda wasn't in it anymore. Right. But like. A bunch I, of those people aren't. I thought like maybe they got the cast back together and filmed it. I haven't watched it. I've had no interest. Like you said. I'm not right. A I'm just guy, not so I'm into just musicals. Like, there's just no part of me that wants to watch that. No offense. It's not for me. But <laughs> like I didn't know this was even like filmed years ago. Oh, yeah. And it was something well, that was supposed to get. To be theatrically released. Well, it would have been it would have been great in as much as Hamilton's been so popular for so long. And unless you wanted to pay five hundred dollars a ticket to go see it on broadway six and, years from now right <laughs> well that's the other thing at this point there aren't going to be you know concerts and broadway shows and things like that because they they cost so much money to put on those things aren't going to be happening at a limited capacity so it's going to be a while before those things come back but i get the idea of disney releasing that on disney plus now because it gives people something to talk about and it's also i on imagine a holiday weekend too where people are oh totally but but also, I think that must have cost, I have no idea, I have no information, I haven't even read up on it, but maybe it was $10 million bucks, the amount of production that they put into it, filming yeah. it, and any post-production they added, which wouldn't have been a lot, it's a stage show, so I can't imagine it even cost that much, for something that costs less than $10 million, that's a minimal loss, because that would have been just a huge profit for them, but yeah. at this point, they need something to crank out, all their TV shows have been delayed, Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to premiere this month. And it's not going to happen because they didn't get to finish shooting that. I mean, it's a lot of shows that didn't complete production. So they need something new to keep people interested. Because yeah. so far, frankly, I mean, I know people like the the features and the documentaries about different things. But really, the only thing we've people gotten... People want content. People well, well, not to use that's the word it. you hate. But people want something that they paid for the service for. Like, hey, this exclusive show. Right. But this exclusive, all, all we've gotten is Mandalorian. And Clone There's Wars. Been, <laughs> yeah. I guess, but I'm, I'm, happy. Like new- I'm a happy Disney Plus customer, and I ain't <laughs> even paying for the damn thing. Thanks, sis. <laughs> but new, but the, but as far as new shows go, like it's something that's exclusive to Disney Plus. That's something that people are interested in. There's really just been Mandalorian as far as series well, yeah. go. I mean, look at D23 last year. There were so many Marvel series announced and so many things. Like this platform is supposed to be a new springboard for all these new things. Like totally, and not just for me, like a Star Wars fan for Mandalorian, but like day one was like the high school musical series and a couple other things. And like if you're interested in the parks, you got the parks documentaries and everything else. So there's always something. But, but that's not that's not banner content. That's not going to bring in too many subscribers. No, 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 no. But that's what I'm saying. I get the idea when if they're looking at it, and I'm just I'm just pretending that I can consider it from Disney's perspective when it comes to releasing something on Disney Plus because at this point now it launched in November. It's now July. You're nine months deep, and if you're paying the seven bucks a month, you're what fifty? Um, no, sixty three dollars. 
Yeah. Into let's say yes for sure. the sake of roundabout. Let's say for example, you're sixty three dollars into your Disney Plus investment and you've gotten Mandalorian. Basically, yeah. now you would gladly pay sixty three bucks for uh, Mandalorian. Sixty three dollars for every Star Wars <laughs> for everything for, for anything for Star Wars. Even if you yeah. could just watch it once. Yeah, but still, just in general, like as as somebody who is subscribing to expecting a lot of new content to a new platform on this new platform, you would expect there would be a lot more, and there hasn't been. So something like oh. Hamilton, which has huge appeal, yeah. Maybe not as broad as Star Wars, but the idea of putting that on there and saying, you know what, we need something to give to people. people who want to see it, who totally. might have had tickets this year, and now they're like, oh, I can watch the original cast instead of this. No, no offense exactly. to the new cast, but it's like, I get the experience I never thought I'd ever see. Totally. And it gives people room. And it gives people something to look forward to, and it gives them some new, yes, content to put on their service. And it gives people something to talk about. Now, the thing with that is... There was a whole campaign leading up to the release of Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. There were weeks of advertisements. I was seeing in my Twitter feed constantly. I mean, there was a whole lot made of the fact that Hamilton was coming to Disney+. Plus On this date, awesome. So the idea of, okay, now for our subscribers paying $7 a month, we're going to make them this offer to pay an extra $30 a month to see this movie that maybe they've been waiting to see, and hopefully they will go for it. As opposed to some kind of awareness campaign, some advertising. I mean, now they will, but the idea that it was announced this way, I think it's kind of, it's surprising. And I mean, obviously, it's the joke about BobCon, which I haven't heard about. But the idea that this is kind of how they're announcing making a move like this is interesting. I think Mulan is just an odd choice because the live-action Disney versions of animated classics... Suck. Have been well. They've <laughs> they've had they've had mixed me. they've had mixed success, <laughs> yeah. to say the least. Because I only liked one for every Beauty and the Beast, there's Pete's Dragon, or for every Jungle Book, there's Dumbo, and then there's Lion King, which is just a straight up remake because it's not live action. Yeah, there are a which lot of was examples. A big like it was a financial success, but afterwards people weren't like it was so. Good. People were just like no, like that yeah. was like that was like. I, I felt it was too soon to even do that kind of movie. Like, The Lion King is only 25 years old. Like, why remake it? Because you're just well, trying to catch... I feel like it was made just for more revenue generation, which they got. It was like you said last week, press the nostalgia button. That's yeah. what it was. Oh, I know that movie. I know that story. I will go out to see it, and it will make a billion dollars. So I, I get why that oh, happened. Yeah. But also, the difference with Mulan, it's kind of a war movie, and it's also PG-13. So there is... And looks nothing like the animated classic. That's true. So I don't know if there's going to be as much family appeal. Now, yes, it is I cheaper. was interested because it looked like a good war movie. It's like, I mean, like I, I tell the story, I think I've told the story in the show before or to you in private about like when I first saw the trailer for Mulan was in front of Rise of Skywalker. So I didn't even pay attention because I was in my sheet, seat shaking. <laughs> but then the next time I saw Rise of Skywalker, I saw it again. I'm like, oh, that looks actually like decent. There's no singing. There's no, It looks like a, like they tried to make it more broad, like appealing to people just beyond. right to make it a movie as yeah. opposed to just like an upgraded war, like a, remake like a war epic almost not like right. a big like gl- like war epic of the past like old movies like that but enough in that vein of like wow you can get you're, you're netting more people than just like the disney princesses and the right. nostalgia geeks and, and everything but else. not as much of the family movie no, thing no, not because it's it's not going to get that beauty and the beast and lion king crowd or aladdin lest we forget the fucking aladdin Ugh. which i haven't seen and won't see but I got anyway sick during that movie <laughs> literally I, I came down with the cold during the movie in the theater good that's what you get for yeah. going to the theater to see such trash yeah thank you noel but anyway 
I missed the <laughs> debut of AEW that night to watch fucking Aladdin. Thanks. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's that's a real Sophie's choice. I don't know. <laughs> but no choice here. I don't know as far as how appealing it's going to be for families. I get the idea when it comes to monetarily, and I tweeted about this earlier in the week, just saying I get that the idea is it's more convenient, it's cheaper. And I even get the argument people are saying, you know, the idea of going out to the movies with your family is kind of an event, but saying, you know, I'm already paying $7 a month for the subscription service, and I got to pay an extra $30 to see this movie, and I'm sitting and watching this movie at home just like every other movie. And ultimately, Mulan's going to end up on Disney Plus because it's a Disney movie. Yeah. Now, I it's guess it's not going to be one of those repeat viewing movies either. It wouldn't be like one of those people go back to see it. Like you had to be really hardcore into right. your Disney fandom or movie. In general, yeah. I, yeah, I think the I think the animated movies are more rewatchable just in general yeah. than the live action ones. And I'm not saying that for my preference. I've seen Dumbo, the animated one, a bunch of times. I like the Dumbo. But the rewatchability is at home. The rewatchability is not in the theater. Like, right. As much as uh, kids grew up and, lo- and loved their childhood and, you know, they didn't see Lion King multiple times, probably in the theater or the probably original not. Mulan. They They've seen it on and TV. Their parents were like, "No," and then they got driven crazy by the VHS tape. They got played <laughs> to death, or you know, like, now, like all of us did once upon a time. To yeah, our parents. now that now the format's changing. It's just you can watch it at home, and your five year old can put it on the Fire Stick. Believe me, like my five year old niece, I told her I didn't. I've never seen Frozen two, and in an instant, I could put it on. I was like, "No, don't!" <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Uncle like, Jack's no, gotta we're go. We're gonna have birthday cake soon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't understand. I chosen not to see Frozen two. <laughs> no, I told her like, "No, don't." I haven't seen Frozen one. I could put that on. No, we're gonna have birthday cake. Like, <laughs> well, that's someday. it for her. It's convenient, so yeah. I'm gonna watch it. Oh, five year olds, <laughs> but. Listen, I get the idea why Disney's doing it because they do want to minimize the loss, and it's it's it's, move, it's right? not going to make as much as far as what it would have made in the theater. Of course not, and I get they're just trying to to stop hemorrhaging money, which every company across the board is doing, not just movie studios. But that's what's going on right now. If you can't generate revenue, and right now, and they were D- looking- Disney Plus is the thing that's generating revenue for yeah. Disney because it's the only thing that. People are, I mean, unless you're shopping online for Disney products, but as far as like on a regular basis, because they have tens of millions of subscribers, hundreds uh, of millions, maybe. Merchandise is actually Target stores have taken on certain Target stores across the country. Not every one have taken on Disney Parks merchandise is going to be featured in certain stores. Certain Targets around the country have a Disney section. Right. Where they're going to be having some merchandise, not all park merchandise, but select stuff. Interesting. Um, Star Wars actually a couple weeks ago was announced that certain figures and stuff that they sell are going to be starting to be sold in target stores which they sold out instantly so they're releasing a a new millennium falcon and a couple other star wars figures and they went up for pre-order and sold out instantly and they're coming to stores august 30th so like they're maybe trying to integrate more like okay people can't come to the parks they want merchandise we can bring the parks to them in certain parts of the country and or cast a wider net with um distribution of action figures to other target stores or online so i think that they're trying to make up for park merchandise because that's where i would believe that's, that's got to be where a ton of revenue yeah comes from. Where a ton of revenue so it's like let's bring it to them put the disney park sticker on the packaging and there you go and now we have disney plus at home so yes you can't go on a roller coaster but the disney experience can be out in select markets and if you're on target.com at the right time you can bring something home. yeah exactly so, if you time it right targets <laughs> targets pre-orders would have a little rant about that three o'clock in the morning on the east coast you wake up that went up for pre-order and it's sold out already thanks target <laughs> well that's what's like buying concert tickets trust me mm. 
So that happens across the board. That's <laughs> the age of the internet and bots. But anyway, yeah. so Bob Chappick is the uh, CEO. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Disney. Yes. I just looked it up while you're <laughs> while you were explaining. Because I'm saying if we're going to refer to this guy, we should probably they, know his name. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew I knew I almost said Zapsic, but I know that wasn't right. But anyway, uh, Bob Chappick. Okay. I, I get what they're trying to do with Mulan, and I think it's something that, that you can't just keep pushing a movie like this back, and you can't push everything no. into twenty twenty one. Another thing that they wanted to really, this was a movie. Well, that's it. it yeah, it is going to be opening in theaters in countries that have theaters open. Yeah, but the U.S. is going to have theaters open, and who knows how long? And I did take this. This was another part of my tweet as being something of a sign, along with Google saying their employees are going to work from home through next July. If Disney is saying this is going to go to a, you know, this is going to premiere in a streaming platform, that means they have no expectation that movie theaters are going to be opening soon. That's the reality. Yeah. And considering, I mean, just that's yesterday. That's everybody should be thinking at this point. Well, unfortunately, that's kind of where we're at, because as of yesterday, August 6th, there were 2,000 deaths in the U.S. from COVID-19. This thing isn't going away. No. And I think they're recognizing, okay, we don't have much of a choice. And even to reach out to theaters, of course, is the right move because you don't want to alienate them. You don't want to ruffle their feathers because they're obviously losing money as well, even though there's not a whole lot they can do. I mean, AMC has an on-demand rental service. I don't know if any other theater chains have something like that. Yeah, but I don't know how, like, there's so many on-demand rental services. It's like Well, I I don't know how much of a moneymaker it is. Yeah. But the, the... Fandango the, too, I believe, or or I don't know if AMC is separate from Fandango. Uh, that probably, I I, I don't know if, if Fandango that. is connected to any. If, I mean, probably some theater chain owns them, but who knows? Yeah. But I think as much as Bob Chappick said, this isn't some kind of test to see how this model is going to go or anything like that. That's what he said on the investor call, and it may not be Disney's intention for it to be one. However, I think when it comes to other movies that would have been released and are getting pushed back. Or in the case of a movie like Tenet, the Christopher Nolan movie that Warner Brothers has had to push back multiple times, which is going to open in theaters in other countries that have already stamped out the coronavirus, Mm. which the U.S. hasn't. I think they're going to look at this as far as what kind of numbers it puts up at the $30 price point, because I think that's a huge factor when every other movie that's come out has been $19.99, now you're saying it's going to be 30 bucks to rent this particular movie to see how well it does compared to other movies. And I think, well, let me ask you, do you think if Mulan is a fair success, do you think Warner Brothers does this with Tenant and says $30, you can watch Tenant on HBO Max? Uh, it's a possibility. I, I think so. I think also looking at the $30 price point, if you look at a family of four, that's probably roughly around what you're going to be paying for tickets anyway, two adults, two kids. Um, so I think that price point isn't really unreasonable. But I think that it, that it could be a testing point for other studios to be like, okay, yeah, I know I know Warner Brothers for whatever, like for similar reasons, like they need to get that movie out for financial reasons, for um, for what I believe you explained to me was the AT and T merger where they thought HBO Max is going to be this big thing, and then we have Tenet and all these wonderful Right, and Marvel then they movies. drop the ball with the HBO Max launch. Yeah, and then everything goes to hell in the world. And it's <laughs> yeah, just... and, and movies, yeah, that's the thing. And they don't have any movies that are generating revenue, but obviously HBO Max started with, I mean, geez, I think they had like 13% or something of the Disney Plus subscribers. Yeah. Something. It was a really, really low number yeah. that, that they got. I mean, certainly less than I'm sure they hoped. I mean, go figure. Running on the fact that you can watch... 
for a short time, the current DC movies and Harry Potter movies, and uh, you can watch Friends and Big Bang Theory and Fresh Prince reruns. Yeah. Woohoo! Well, yeah. Imagine people not want to pay fifteen bucks a month for that. But anyway, I sure. I think this is something that's going to be looked at, and I think it's a weird move to do this with Mulan as opposed to Black Widow because I feel like Black Widow would be a money maker. Yes. For them, because there's a there's broader appeal. There's a built in audience that Marvel audience and certainly people who have been waiting to see this movie for a long time. There's obviously way more anticipation for Black Widow than there could ever be for Mulan's live action version. So. I think they're going to end up taking the lesson from the. I don't think Mulan's going to be a huge, huge success. I'm not wishing it to be so. I just don't think people are going to go for it. I think it's going to be an overwhelming success, but I think it'll be successful enough to be like, okay, if we have to, maybe we'll use this model for another time. I don't think Black Widow is going to be the next one, but I have family members who hope that it is because they're at this point. When is it coming out? When is this? But I also feel like Marvel has so many set release dates that you can kind of maybe maneuver that around a little bit because other Marvel movies aren't done yet, and then there you go. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But, I don't, but because you don't know how long people are going to wait. And again, we don't know how long it's going to be before theaters open. And don't forget, Eternals is done, apparently. I mean, yeah. it's certainly shot. There's a lot of post-production, a lot of special effects that go into Marvel movies. But that movie's done. <laughs> it's supposed to. I think yeah. it was originally supposed to come out in November. Now it's bumped to February. And yeah. uh, Black Widow was is now in that November. But my theory, this is just a guess. I'm going to say what's going to happen is Mulan isn't as big of a success as they hope. So they say, okay... How can we minimize losses and still make something happen? And by the way, I even the idea of just putting it on Disney Plus where Disney gets all the revenue as opposed to making it available on Amazon or Google or Apple TV or anything else where the in this case, the the app or exhibitor is taking a cut. Yeah. If Disney's that, showing it on yeah, Disney Plus, yeah. they're getting all the money. Yeah, I think it's Mulan's not enough of a success to justify the $30 price point and they decide to do the standard $20 for Black Widow only on Disney Plus, and maybe it'll be same thing, an event for like a Friday night. It's going to be, if you want to see Black Widow, you can rent it for $20 or $25. I don't think they're going to do $30 again. And that way, they can make some money, they can satisfy, because again, they're, they're, all these big corporations do quarterly earnings, so when they look at it, and they're going to say, how do we make up for this? Florida is, you know, they're, they're leading the charge when it comes to new COVID-19 cases. So I don't think Walt Disney World is going to be generating that much money and I think one of the factors with Mulan is it it was $10 more. I mean, literally 150% of the price of every other movie that was released. Now, it's easy to say that when you're looking at movies like, well, The Invisible Man, we really can't count because that did have a small theatrical run. But say something like King of Staten Island or uh, what's, this, what's the John Stewart movie with Steve Carell? I can't remember the name of it uh... offhand. I knew it offhand because I was actually interested in it. Now I'm completely spacing on the name. But any other movie that's basically premiered at home. Any of those movies, though, when you look at them in today's climate, you would say that's like a Netflix movie. That's a movie I would watch at home. It's probably not a movie people would flock to go see at theaters. So the idea of paying. And I know a lot of people said like $20 is too much for that movie. And I understand. And in the case of Mulan, it's also, you know, in in six months, it's going to be on Disney Plus anyway. Yeah. So the idea that why I'm going to pay $30 for this now, for, I'm saying for people who might be on the fence, why am I going to pay $30 for it now when in six months it'll be included in my six ninety nine yeah, a month Disney think, Plus subscription? Yeah, That's another that. thing. Black Widow is a different story because there's a lot more anticipation for that. Mul- yeah. Not nearly as much as Mulan. Yeah. But that's also where I that's think other studios too, are, going to, yeah. are going to take it into account, especially with Warner Brothers having their own service like HBO Max, and they can say, 
listen, America, you want to watch Tenet at home, you got to be an HBO Max subscriber, which sucks for those of us with Roku or Fire Stick, and the biggest pay pay yeah. twenty or twenty five dollars to watch it. And same thing, maybe make it a one night event or an event for a particular weekend because they also need to stave off international piracy, which is a huge concern when it comes to opening movies internationally, yeah. but not here in the U.S. Because if they wait, let's just say for the sake of example, Tenet opens in December, but it's already been released in August, September, and other parts of the world. People can find it. People it. are going to pirate it, and it's going to eat into the, the box office. Like, Are people going to pay to go see it in the theater? About. Probably not. I yeah. mean, people who are going to pirate it are going to pirate it anyway. They probably aren't going to go to the theater. But there are hardcore people just going to want to see it who may want the theatrical experience. But unfortunately, the piracy, yes, it does eat into yeah. the the box office take of a movie. So does it make sense for them to do something like this? I don't know. So I really think there's going to be a very watchful eye on this this Mulan yeah, premiere. That's one thing I didn't consider of just like in six months later, it's going to be free. So I don't. Need to, I mean, yeah. essentially, it's going to be included with your subscription. So yeah. why are you going to fork over thirty bucks for somebody who's on the? Fa- I mean, again, there may be families. They may be wanting something new, something that's family. But again, with Mulan being PG thirteen and kind of being a war movie, might not scream family. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure some families are going to go for it, but some families if that are Pixar not going to go for Soul it. Soul came out. Then I think that would be a bigger hit. I agree with that. Yeah. I think then you'd get that would be a good test thirty dollars. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are even saying, "Well, why didn't Disney do this with New Mutants?" Interestingly. Um, first of all, there's not enough awareness about New Mutants. This movie's been done for like three years already. It's an it's X-Men movie, like twice. but it's kind of like a horror movie as well. A lot of people don't know it's connected to X-Men, but apparently... The X-Men series, it's dead at this point. Well, so the Dark Phoenix movie didn't really help. Yeah. <laughs> but the idea that they're introducing these characters and it's supposed to be a supposed to be an X-Men kind of horror movie, supposedly, but... Uh, that was an acquisition from Fox. You would think they would just throw it in. Like, that movie was done. That was part of the deal when they bought Fox. So yeah. for Disney, it's just money. Why wouldn't they do it with that? Because I even said, well, that's not going to work on Disney Plus because even if it's PG-13 and if it's going to be something that could be scary, I mean, Disney's covering up asses on Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> Except they didn't do it for Wolverine's ass, apparently, on Days of Future Past. That's which people are pissed about. Oh, why is it not that? Well, Splash is PG. That was the only thing I could come up with. It's not because it's a woman's ass and a man's ass. That's the difference. But yeah. anyway. Um, apparently there's something built into that contract that says it must get a theatrical release. And that was probably a concern when it came to certain movies when yeah. Disney bought Fox. So New Mutants can't just go, I thought maybe it's going to go to Hulu or something. Like, well, Disney's a majority holder and, you know, shareholder and Hulu, majority owner. Let them just put it on Hulu yeah, as like a premiere. Like get it out. Right. But no, apparently there's a stipulation that it needs to have a theatrical release. Now, they can just simply run it in states where there are theaters open like what happens when it comes to small movies like netflix does they'll release a movie in new york and la or some small theaters they'll play for a week or two and then they're eligible for academy awards same thing they could probably fulfill that contract by opening new mutants in theaters in states that are open and not opening it national you know have it open nationally and then of course they could put it up for you know vod and 5.99 a rental in what, 90 days after that? Yeah. So that could be something if they want to open it in September and then in December, they'll be able to make some rental money off of it for people who are interested. But even if Disney's not looking at it, which is kind of hard to believe, Disney's not stupid. Disney's a smart and strategic company. They have to be looking at the success of this as some kind of bar for what they could do in the future. And that's why I think it's not going to be as big of a success as they hope. Not the best movie to do this with, in my opinion, but what do I know? I'm just a fan. Yeah. And I think they're going to do... They're going to have to do Black Widow and at a lower price point because, again, if they're not making any money, you know what makes money? Marvel movies. 
Yeah. Of course, we'd all rather see it in the theater. Yeah. But yeah. if it was available, like, would I pay $30 like said, for Black you, Widow? Absolutely, because yeah. I'd be paying that to go see it in the theater anyway. Yeah. It's just but a, it's just a regular ticket, not even IMAX or anything. It'd well, be that's $30. Just it. In these times, beggars can't be choosers. So you have to kind yeah. of take it the ball. Like, it sucks. It sucks you might not ever see Black Widow in the theater. It might sucks you might never see Tenet in the theater. I mean, part of me would feel, when I'm, if I'm watching, if the opportunity comes up where I'd watch them at home, part of me would feel like, man. You know, I wish I saw it in theater, but it wasn't like in a situation where it's like, man, I totally missed that in the theater and I'm kicking myself now. Like, I, it's not a situation where it's like, this couldn't be presented in a theater. Right. I have, if, if they need to get it out, then they get it out. And the whole selfish part of me of, no, 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 just push it back, just push it back, just push it back, really isn't reasonable to try to booster an economy when you're trying to get, like, in, and you know, people can create the criticism. Oh, it doesn't matter. Disney's got billions of dollars. Yes, but companies still need to make money in order to continue to make. Yeah, movies cost yeah. money in the first place. Yeah, they just don't have money for, to throw away. Yeah, these aren't made on you know Walt Disney's bonds or something. Of course. Well, that's what idiots are saying. They're like, just put it on Disney Plus. Just put it on Disney Plus. Like in May, it was going to come up. It's just part of your Disney Plus subscription. Oh yeah, yeah. that's why they spend two hundred totally, million dollars yeah. on a Marvel movie. So you can get it for for you know. Exactly. Not free, but like six ninety nine a month. There's no right. So it's included in something you already have. You don't need to pay to, to see this movie. You don't yeah. need to pay extra to see this movie. Now, I get what you're saying about as far as wanting to see it in the theater. And yeah, they can't push everything back because Disney does have a defined slate and they do have movies that are done. And, you know, there's going to end up being a logjam in 2021 if theaters don't open by 2020, which hot take. I don't think they are going to open in yeah. 2020. But let's just say for the sake of example that theaters do open. Let's just say January. Yeah. Just for the sake of argument. And Eternals fact. keeps its February date. Yeah. They can do a double feature with Black Widow and Eternals for like, you didn't see us in theaters, now's your chance. Like they do when oh, another totally. movie comes out, like Gar- Guardians ex- and Guardians Volume money. 2. That's or, just extra revenue. Exactly. And I, I would be there at a heartbeat as a fan event. Totally. Like, Fuck yeah. yeah, like I'm going to go see some for 10 bucks more. I can see Black Widow. Yeah, so then they can make up some of that money and we can have the satisfaction of we've seen this movie, but we'll see in the theater because there are plenty of movies that get re-released in theaters. That we'll go see. Or yeah. there are plenty of double features when there's a sequel coming out or whatever that fans are going to go see. Like, they could they could make just Tenet come out now. But then the whole... I know Christopher Nolan likes to film his movies in 70 millimeter and Dolby Atmos. It's like, okay, then you could have a limited run of, okay, you didn't see this in theaters in 2020, but in 2021 when there's a, a slower period in the season, we're going to have Tenet for, for one week only exactly. in Dolby Atmos with 70 millimeter select theaters. I'd go. Dude, that's what I was thinking. I would go. That's what I was thinking. Because they were they were supposed to do for this summer for the 10th anniversary of Inception, re-release Inception. And I thought, I don't know if I've people are going to be Tenet up for that. I've been calling Inception too, by the way, just, <laughs> just because. Well, because Tenet... No offense to it. It looks like a decent movie. It looks like a good movie, but... Well, Tenet's one of those movies that doesn't... You don't know what anything. it's about. Yeah. And it's also, I'm kind of... I'm not uninterested in Tenet, but I want to hear from people who've seen it after they've seen it what they think. Yeah. Because I didn't see Interstellar Dunkirk because I had absolutely no interest. And... There's nobody who told me like, oh, you really should watch those movies. Yeah. So I liked Interstellar. At Dunkirk, I didn't care for. I just didn't like the whole story being told out of order and not having any kind of characters to follow. Well, that's what I mean. I'm not so hardcore on Christopher Nolan that I'm like, I you have call, to see everything he does. You called him Christopher Nolan's latest vanity project. I remember you saying that about Did one I? of his movies a couple years ago. <laughs> uh, I think it was Dunkirk. It was like, oh, it's Christopher Nolan's latest vanity Maybe. project. Maybe. Well, I get, you know, to be fair, though, I probably true. did. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I get that the, the Battle of Dunkirk, that meant a lot more oh, the to story. the British, you know, than it does oh, to us as, as dumb, ugly Americans. And, that's, so. and I'm not knocking the... Yeah, the horrible tragedy that was Dunkirk. Of course. The story, the way he chose to tell the story, 
wasn't interesting. I didn't know, and you don't, you're not, you're supposed to feel like you're in the reality of war, and you don't know the man's name next to you, but you're in the same battle with him. And right. it's like I kind of want to feel like I want to know these people get some sort of emotional attachment as opposed to kid who like. Yeah, uh, it, literally, this is how I knew him in the movie. Kid who pulled his pants down to take a shit before the bombs came off, and it's like, didn't wipe. <laughs> That's how I knew him the entire length of the movie. And Kenneth Branagh, and it's like the story's told out of order, and I was like, okay. Mm. Like, I, I honestly think, like, I and I haven't seen it yet, but I should, that Darkest Hour is probably a better movie about Dunkirk. I love Darkest than Hour. Than Dunkirk so good. itself, so. Well, they do touch on Dunkirk. It's not a... It, it doesn't run through the entire but movie, totally, but obviously it's yeah. it, there's a, there's a part of it, which is how I learned in reference, and maybe have retroactively felt bad for yeah. my comments <laughs> yeah. about uh, maybe saying about Dunkirk and being like a project that maybe you know people weren't as interested in. Which, but that's the other thing when it comes to Tenant, because there's Robert Pattinson, and I don't know anybody else involved. At least with something like Inception, number one, he's coming off the Dark Knight. Number two, it was an all star cast. So Tenant, I don't know that it has that pull. I know he's big on the theatrical. Experience, Experience yeah. and he wanted Tenet to be the movie that like welcomes the world back to movie theaters and everything. And Warner Brothers obviously wants to appease him because they like making movies with Christopher Nolan because Christopher Nolan movies do big business. Yeah, it's a great. I get that, but at the same time, they're not going to do any business if they get pirated in the U.S. because the movie didn't play in theaters in the U.S. and it's not available in the U.S. Yeah, there are going to be people who spread it around, and unfortunately, that's reality. People have you know cracked streaming devices and everything where you can find movies that are playing in theaters and you know what if they can watch it for free with german subtitles and they're not going to care they're going to sit at home and watch it for free because they can't go see it in the theater and they don't know when so i think that yes this mulan experiment is going to influence whether or not there's a similar deal made with something like tenant or maybe warner brothers makes a deal with amazon specifically or who else? Maybe they'll make a deal with Google or somebody where it's you can rent it on this platform. You know, they make a deal where they get a cut of yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever it is, because, you know, a lot of movies have been sold off. Sony was supposed to release Greyhound and Apple TV bought it. I don't remember who was supposed to release My Spy, but that went straight to Amazon Prime and uh, Lovebirds. What's it called? The uh, Issa Rae and Kumail Nanjiani Lovebirds, movie. Yeah, that was a, I think that was. Yeah, under, that was going to be a, a Paramount movie. movie, I think. I think yeah, Paramount. It and, might have been Paramount yeah. and then Netflix bought it, and it ended up on there. Yeah. And look, there's also the idea, and it's kind of been said here and there over the last few weeks. But there aren't going to be shows premiering in the fall, folks. Aside from animated shows, Simpsons is going to come back, Family Guy's going to come back, yeah. but scripted dramas, sitcoms, they had to cut their season short last year. There aren't going to be new shows coming back, so there will be people who are going to be looking for content. They're going to be looking for new stuff to watch, yeah. and if they don't have their shows coming back in September or October. What do you well, then to? there's an opportunity to have them check out Tenant. Well, here's a movie that you're not going to be able to go see in the theaters just yet. I think that's an option. I think it's viable. Well, and, and same thing with Black Widow. Like, do you want to see this about, movie? Wonder Woman. Do you think Wonder Woman's going to... Because Wonder Woman has an October 2nd release date, and I, I don't feel like that's going to be I don't viable think that's, I don't point. think that's going to happen either. And I don't know. See, with the whole thing with HBO Max bolstering the Snyder Cut... Which we, we can we can <laughs> we can actually you do we can segue onto that if you want because I actually want to ask you about it anyway sure sure because I talked about it in the solo show I did uh, a couple of weeks back mm -hmm. but they could in order to bolster HBO Max an interest in HBO Max because part of it is the pull of DC and since they're really getting behind this hey you're going to be able to see the Snyder Cut of Justice League next year maybe yeah. then. 
maybe do they double down on the DC stuff? Because the DC Universe app is basically just going away. Yeah. Like that's that's just not happening anymore. So if you want DC stuff, you're gonna have to go to HBO Max. Do they do a Which premiere? Because it's like the Disney, it's it's the Warner Brothers version of yes, Disney it's Plus. the Warner Brothers platform. Yeah. Now, do they do something similar like Disney Plus is doing Milan? Do they do that and put that on HBO Max? Do they maybe cut a deal with somebody so that HBO Max is available on? You know the two biggest streaming sticks, Roku yeah. and Fire Stick, which Amazon Fire Stick, which make up seventy percent of streaming. Like I, that, I, I don't know if we ever talked about that. Like off. Mark. No, we haven't. It's. I, I get that a deal needs to be made when it comes to revenue sharing and things like that, as far as having an app. And there was some backlash when Peacock launched last month, which is NBC Universal's streaming yeah. app, because it wasn't available on Roku or Fire Stick, and there was a tweet that frankly <laughs> annoyed people a lot the responses were really funny regarding uh peacock saying yeah talk to roku and tell the i mean they didn't say it this bluntly but they said you know the, to let roku know you want peacock to be available on their platform okay well roku doesn't owe it to you to just make their to make your app available on their platform and not get anything for it that yeah. does make sense that is reasonable because the provider of the app is should get a cut of whatever your app is, and especially when it comes to streaming, and apparently that's the thing with HBO Max. Like, Amazon wants a certain deal struck, so does Roku, and they just don't want to share it, and so that's why it hasn't so been available get, yeah, so, so the, far. Yeah, so, so the customer gets screwed, and, exactly, and especially when that's now the highest, that's the most expensive app with it being fifteen bucks. Peacock is a whole different story because it's free. There are like three different membership tiers. For Peacock, it's free. Anybody can sign up. You just can't watch it on your Fire Stick or Roku, but you can watch it on your phone, like HBO Max, in our case, because <laughs> yeah. we have Android phones. But there's free. There's kind of like with Hulu, you could pay, I think it's like maybe, it's a couple of bucks a month, and it's limited commercials. Yeah. Or there's a higher tier with no commercials and pay a higher subscription cost. Okay. Not too bad. And the fact that it's free, it still didn't make much of a dent when it came to the amount of people who downloaded it. And the idea of just making your app available, whether it's HBO Max or whether it's Peacock, making it available on phones, well, ask Quibi how well that's done. If you haven't heard of Quibi, you're not alone because that got like a million downloads and it's just viewable on your phone. And according to the data from Disney and Netflix, the overwhelming majority of people watch programming watch content on their tvs yeah they just do they don't watch it on their tablet they don't watch it on their smartphone yeah. most people by huge margins yeah. watch their stuff on tv so if you only want to make your app available on phones and tablets well you're severely limiting your audience my sister has hbo max now with some sort of subscription and she has to stream it through a tablet she does like the screen share the yeah she has to put it through the tablet and then put it with the tv and then it has then it plays it that way so she can't even like because she has a fire stick also. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just like... It's annoying. It's it's just that like it's not an... It's not like, oh, it's not a hard step, but it's inconvenient to have to do that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, it is. Well, that's that's another annoying thing about Peacock because they say, oh, you can you can cast it to your device because apparently if you were to plug, let's say our phones, we got a USB-C uh, HDMI cable. Yeah. And we plugged our phone into this cable and then plugged that into an HDMI port on our TV. Peacock won't play. 
So you can't so even subscribe and play something on ta- Well, exactly. Even if it's free, people still aren't bothering. That's another app that doesn't have goes back to nearly several episodes ago. If you want to watch The Office, the damn series is like forty bucks. Yeah. If you just want to buy it digitally, just buy it. Yeah. There's no point. I mean, like, well, I can watch it for free. We watch it for free on your phone if you want, yeah. or you can watch it on TV and not have to worry about its availability on some app. I don't know. I mean, it, I get why. And I'm sure with Amazon being so powerful now more than ever, because yeah. everybody's doing their shopping on Amazon <laughs> yeah. because of the pandemic. But I, I get that maybe they want an unreasonable cut of it. But I don't know. There's there's nothing pulling me toward HBO Max or going to subscribe. I subscribe to HBO no. on my Fire Stick. So I do subscribe through Amazon. Just pay the straight up 15 bucks a month. But there's no reason for me to switch that over to Max with less availability not even as much content, because now the Harry Potter movies have dropped off. Another dopey move by, like, you can watch all the Harry Potter movies for two months, and then it's going to drop off. Uh, and same with the new DC movies. Like, they're not available. So they're really inconsistent in their offerings, unless yeah. you just want to watch Friends and Big Bang Theory, and what the fuck you I don't have 15... TBS, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you paying 15 bucks a month for? Just buy the damn thing. Yeah. Like we said months ago when we were talking about uh, TV and movies, and licensing and streaming and all that other good stuff. Yeah, I don't know, but... I think the good move in all of this, and a smart move, is with Bill and Ted Face the Music. I think putting that out on VOD is a great idea, because I think you're going to get a lot of people our age and older who want to see the movie, who might not have gone out to the theater to see it, because maybe they have, let's talk to specifically like Generation X, maybe they have kids, maybe they need to hire a babysitter, or something like that. They'd have to, there'd be more plans involved with going to the movies, whereas if they can watch it on, I believe it's September 4th, for nineteen ninety nine to August twenty eighth. Oh, awesome! It got moved up a week. I love it. Yeah, good. Better for us because I think that was supposed to be the date it was coming out in theaters anyway, right? Yeah, it was the original Perfect. release date. So the uh, that I haven't understood with this whole thing. It's going to be August twenty fifth. Now August twenty second. Now August twenty fifth <laughs> again. Now August twenty seventh. Now the twenty eighth. Now September fourth. Pick a fucking date. It's within the damn week. Yeah, I mean, right <laughs> now the awareness is, is not just the game. Bill and Ted, but with everything like the jumping release dates. It's like yeah. just settle on something if it's going on demand. It doesn't have to be you know. Well, that's it. Even to this point, even the idea. A damn day. A couple of weeks ago, when when Tenant was just completely pulled from the from the release calendar. And they didn't give it a new date. Even that, I thought, okay, great. If they're going to wait on it, then they can wait on it and figure yeah. out what it is they're going to do. But I get Psych! <laughs> well, even I get the idea of opening movies in other countries because, yeah, other countries have squashed this. They don't have the problem that the U.S. has because, yeah. unfortunately, we're leading the world. That's what we're number one in. We're finally number one in something yeah. other than saying we're number one, and that is COVID-19. Yeah. Conan uh, put out today a tweet. said, today, Dr. Fauci announced he's hopeful by year's end we'll have a release date for Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. See, unfortunately, it, it has kind of become a joke in that way, in, in the way we don't know what's going on with any of this stuff. And everyone's trying to find a way to make it work. And look, I understand in the case of like Bill and Ted. I mean, first of all, we don't know what the demand is because there are plenty of examples of movies that have Decades sequels come out in. way later. And Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey was 1991. They may be overestimating the like, entrance. We're very skewed because we're that audience that grew up with it. Like, yes, totally. Bill and Ted. I mean, I was excited about Blade Runner 2049, even though I didn't grow up with Blade Runner. It's like, oh, that's going to be such a big... No, no one saw it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, even the same thing with Dr. Sleep. It was like, you know, like, continuing the story huge. of The Shining. Nope. And it wasn't. Yeah. Or Independence Day Resurgence. It's like, hey, you loved Independence Day. The sequel's finally here, and it sucks, it sucks and nobody wants to see it, yeah. despite the anticipation. So there may be some... There's an 80... Like, again, going back to... Not to interrupt, but like... To, no, no, go going ahead. back to what we said before, like a part of me, I love seeing movies in the theater. 
If I don't see it in the theater, if it's something I want to see, I kind of feel like I missed out or cheated myself or whatever. I've got that weird OCD about movies and theaters. Like, so <laughs> part of me with Bill and Ted was like, oh, man, you know, same thing. I wish I could see it in the theater. But again, this is the option presented to us. I'm accepting it. And I also thought to myself, I never I saw Bill and Ted when I was like seven. And so I've always seen Bill and Ted at home. What's different? So, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mostly watched the Bill and Ted movies at home. I did see Bogus Journey in theaters. And I saw a double feature at uh, the Aero Theater in Santa Monica. Uh, was it two years ago or three years ago? In Obviously in Santa Monica when I was living in California, which did have a Q&A with the cast and everybody in between. Unfortunately, not Keanu, even though he was supposed to come. I, didn't, I haven't talked about this because there haven't been any podcasts until yeah. this came back a few months ago. But uh, yeah, it's a funny thing. Alex Winter was there. And he actually said that, you know, they announced Alec Winter, Alex Winter, who plays Bill, if you don't know. And uh, I still Missy fucking get their names wrong all the play. time. <laughs> Decades later, I still get them wrong. Well, I've seen it so many goddamn times that I, I can't mix it up. I'm at that point. And when I was younger and I was like, huh, wait, which one's who? But now Keanu Reeves is fucking Keanu Reeves. So it's kind of hard to mistake him yeah. for anybody else. The Keanu Sans, as it's been called these last couple Well, that's years. it. And I think it's part of the reason that there's a lot of expectation for, for Bill and Ted, but. Oh, Dumb and Dumber 2. That's another example of, of course, everybody wants to see a sequel to this movie. I know. Yeah. And I went and saw it in the theater and I was like, okay, so that was a movie. And that's it. And it did okay. Yeah. And it's like, this doesn't even, it it looks like slapstick. Like, and obviously, Dumb and Dumber slapstick, but it's so like, this is like modern, stupid Will Ferrell movie comedy. Yeah. It kind of was. It was was not anything like like, witty, funny, you know. it, It wasn't, it wasn't the first one by, by a long shot. There's, yeah. That's yeah. but that's another Never example of like everybody's gonna want to see a Dumb and Dumber sequel and then didn't happen. But anyway, no, your buddies that you talk to who love Dumb and Dumber and they're, and they're yeah, say and they're gonna go see wanna it, want to see Dumb and Dumber <laughs> two or want to see a Bill and Ted sequel. But most fourteen year olds aren't gonna be like, yeah, Bill and Ted, that movie my parents like when they were my age. No, right, nobody's gonna want to see like they don't. So that, they don't see but it. it makes sense that that we would, and the idea that yeah, there are people who have kids or whatever who probably wouldn't have seen it in the theater. Probably will see it. Anybody who would have gone to see it in the theater, I think that's an audience that's way more likely to plunk yes. down twenty bucks. I think that was a smart move, and I think it um, could do I mean, similar business from home overall. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm in. Anyway, so this Q and A that I went to, um, they they did announce that a bunch of the cast was going to be there and everything, but obviously they didn't announce Keanu Reeves was going to be there because the people would have shown up just for that, mm-hmm. and not for the movies themselves. Which, obviously, I mean, at that point there were two John Wick movies, <laughs> and Keanu was in everybody, and they announced a fourth Matrix, so there was a a lot of reasons people would have shown up just because Keanu would have been there. So they didn't say anything about Keanu, and. Alex Winter tells us when they did the Q&A in between Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey, he said Keanu was going to come and he literally called me this afternoon and said, dude, I'm so sick. I just I can't I can't make it down. Like, I, I'm really sorry. and I really want to be there, but I just can't do it. So he was supposed to be there, which would have been fucking awesome. Uh, but unfortunately, he couldn't. But and I get them not announcing it because that would have been an incredible surprise if he'd shown up. And be like, oh, shit, they're here because yeah. they've remained friends and they really are. Like, I was watching the special features on the excellent Shout Factory uh, Bill and Ted's excellent collection. With both movies. Cue guitar. Plus, <laughs> <laughs> and um, just a couple of weeks ago, having watched both movies, just a few weeks ago, I and all I the features. I need to watch Focus Journey again before we watch Face the Music. We need to just watch uh, all of them in I one night. Them, I did a double feature in 2015 of them when they were on Netflix. And I had I saw Bogus Journey first when I was a kid because mm-hmm. I was the one that was advertised on TV so much. And my parents rented that for me. Uh, so I saw Excellent Adventure in my teenage years later on. Um, after the Bill and Ted phenomenon was over, but 
watching them back to back. I still love Excellent Adventure Bogus Journey. It's like, wow, what the fuck was that? It's a totally different movie. Yeah. But that's what I like. About, I mean, I think, aside from the fact I like seeing Bill and Ted go on another adventure. But the thing with comedy sequels, and I've said this a hundred times, but it's true. There's I so many comedy I sequels. Appreciate. Like, I was like, maybe I, I was looking at it the wrong way five years ago. Like, maybe it is different. Because I watched something about it recently. Like, yeah, you know what? That was probably better than, you know, just. Then it could have been. Because yeah. it, so many being Die Hard, too. Right. Well, and comedy sequels can just be retreads as well. Mm-hmm. That, unfortunately, is a trap yeah. a lot of comedies follow, too. As opposed to, here's these same people going on a different adventure. And the audience isn't always down for that, and I get it. But you know, they could have gone the easy route and done the Hangover Two, yeah, and just made the same better, friggin' movie yeah, over example, again, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where it's literally the same movie in a different location, and or Ghostbusters Two because it's literally the same movie told over again. It is. So it I would love be, that movie to death, right? But it, it's essentially it would be easy to fall into a trap like that, yeah. and you know what? Totally makes sense, but. I was happy that they went in a different direction, and I enjoyed seeing those characters again, and I like that it's not a different movie. So it's going to be interesting to see how all that combines in this third one and how they're yeah. finishing it off. And again, if they're willing to do it, it's not like they need to do it. It's the same they with Toy Story 4. They to do it just because I've heard this for almost a decade that they were both interested in doing oh, yeah. it because it's fun. And they found a script that they really liked yeah. because it get, you know stuff gets pitched all the time. It doesn't yeah, mean yeah. everyone's going to do it. So... The idea that they, they don't have anything to gain by doing a bad movie. That's yeah. the thing. And obviously everyone goes into making every movie with the best of intentions and wanting pr- to produce something that's at least good. Nobody yeah. sets out to make a bad movie. Nobody sets out to make a movie that will lose money. So, of course, the intention is we're going to make this movie and hope it's great and hope the audience likes it and the critics like it and everything. But mostly the audience, because ultimately they're the ones who will be living with the movie or not. Yes. And But I'd said the same thing about Toy Story, and Toy Story 4 was excellent. I said they don't need to do another one. The third one ended perfectly, so the fourth only reason everyone wants one, to do I it. I never thought I'd ever say that. The fourth it's, one hits it's really, really as, strong. As, as, three, as good as three was and as most, much of an emotional punch that packed, uh, fourth was even like more of an emotional movie, and I, I still like, I love no, it. No, I get it. I, I, I think I think it hits us differently because we're older too. Yeah. So we have that kind of perspective. Yeah. Is that it? The story means something different to us because it's about the toys and and moving on. And do you move forward or do you just keep doing what you're doing? It, it's all sorts of stuff. There's the a thing. lot like, going there, on in that. There, and I never believed there could be anything better than the third movie. That the fourth one just made it even exactly. Wow. And that, but that's a perfect example of Tom Hanks didn't have to sign on to do it. If he didn't think it was good enough and he thought it was good enough. And of course, mm-hmm. they delivered on it. So not all like as much yeah. as we gave examples of Dr. Sleep and Blade Runner 2049 and Dumb and Dumber 2. There are plenty of those examples, but there are examples like Toy Story 4 where it does pay off and it does work. And I hope Bill and Ted Face Music is great. I don't have expectations for it because I know kind of sort of what it's about. Make it laugh for an hour, 45 minutes or whatever it's going to be. That's so, it. Just fun. I was hysterical during the trailer. I thought it looked awesome. Yeah. And technology is also at the point where they can pull off anything they want to effects-wise. Yeah. Whereas in 1991, not so much, even though it was all practical. It's got its charm when you watch it back, but it's now oh, this yeah. is the, the full vision, as you could say, has been realized. Well, it's also the, the idea of wrapping up this story. That is something that I think they're looking at as far as, okay, this is going to be the last one. It's not going to be like John Wick. Where there's, there's going to be a four and a five, and yeah. they're going to be, you know, this where the story can ju- kind of just keep going on. Yeah. In a case like this, I think they're looking at it as okay, there were these the story in these two movies. How do we bring that all together and, and close the Bill older, and Ted story yeah. exactly? So the stories, it's there. Like it's 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 kind of that um, 
it's it is kind of one of those sequels that could work decades later because it's like oh those characters might not have grown up and here's what they're up to like you're always kind of right. curious about those characters like what happened to so and so and it's kind of it fits the bill like and it and, and no it fits pun with intended and the ten <laughs> it just it, but it fits it's with exciting. that generation people who are middle aged right now people who are about in their fifties and they're teenagers and maybe they didn't realize the dreams that they had when they were teenagers yeah. and there could be a lot of people the ages of Keanu and, and Alex who are looking at it and saying, wow, yeah, I actually do connect with that on a deeper level. And, you know, whatever it is, they bond with their teenage kids over maybe. Yeah. So I do think it also does reach people and has that appeal. And once again, when that's released, and there's actually some kind of word of mouth. Hopefully, as long as it is good, more people will be checking it out and it will make some money. Yeah. And that's the hope. Because I don't know if people are looking at something like Bill and Ted that they know from before the streaming era as like, oh, that's a Netflix movie, like a Steve Carell movie or the Pete Davidson movie, where they look at that and they say like, yeah, that's something to watch at home. Yeah. Bill and Ted, I think, having seen two movies in the theater that were both successful, that's not something you would associate as much as home, but I think people might be more willing to take the plunge. I mean, that's just my personal feelings yeah, aside, I, I my anticipation way, aside the from the way. movie. I think that's, that could Again. be really good. And it could be even better off because maybe there was that over anticipation of the demand when it came to a third Bill and Ted movie well, that's in it. 2020. And like we said, like I was saying before, we kind of live in our own film fan bubble where I, I can't see another audience. Like I can't see from the point of view of someone who might just be a general audience member of like eh, Bill and Ted. I'll check it out. Maybe like later. I'd be like, I need to see that in theaters because it's a movie that I love and I've grown up with it and blah, 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 blah. Name your That's the reasons. first movie we thought we were going to go see when theaters reopened. Yeah. If, if things had gone the way we hoped they would yeah. when, when things it, shut down and theaters had reopened well, like, in, in we July. We overestimated, like, this is going to be good. Like, I overestimated those movies, Doctor Sleep and Blade Runner 2049. I overestimated thinking, like, the audience is going to come because I know so many... People love The Shining. People, like people love me, Blade Runner. But that's it. Like, yeah. y- you don't realize how big of your... You know, your bubble is, and you think it's like a, it's a broad audience. It's not like a Star Wars movie. Exactly. Like when a Star Wars movie comes back a decade later, everybody wants to see Star Wars. Like, not everybody. Not um, everybody is crying out for a Shining sequel. Yeah, no one. <laughs> Ner- film nerds and horror nerds, yeah, sure. Yeah. But they don't make up the majority of the general audience. They, exactly. Well, that's so why I, I'm looking at this. I'm, I'm trying to look at everything when it comes to Mulan and when it comes to HBO Max and all these other different things. When it comes to kind of the average moviegoer because yeah you and i are exceptions and i look at the people around me and i'm thinking they don't go to the, I, I know plenty of people who just don't go to the movies they'll watch everything on cable or they'll watch it when it goes yeah. to streaming they won't even pay to rent it they won't you know pay the 5.99 to rent it when it's available or even go get it from the red box yeah. on a physical disc and imagine and that weirdos we just go to the theater down the street because we want to like we'll see anything right so. yeah you just love the experience of going to the movies yeah. and i do too and i'm not in a hurry to get back to it until you know shit gets a little bit more yeah, under yeah. control it, but absolutely all right, well, one final thing, because we packed a lot of commentary into this mm-hmm. episode, and I feel like it's gone a lot faster because we're not inhibited by technology, so yeah, you're yeah. actually going back and forth in more real time than if we were on Zoom. More fun this way. I wish we could do it more often. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, maybe we'll have to carve out some time, too, but yeah, yeah. for now, uh, at least we were able to have yeah, this, this novelty you. and do a- an episode together. But to circle back to the Snyder Cut. Yeah. As as I talked about on, on the solo show, I am not I'm not looking forward to it. I wasn't right. interested. I went and saw Justice League in theaters because I was like, eh, all right. I mean, Cherry wanted to see it more than I did. So I said, yeah, let's go. Fine. It's a way we could kill two hours. Let's see what this is about. I didn't like the DC movies leading up to it. I didn't like Man of Steel. Didn't like Batman v Superman. Didn't see Suicide Squad. Uh, didn't like Wonder Woman. 
So my bar was set pretty low. Yeah. But this this idea that now we're finally getting Zack Snyder's true vision of the movie. Well, but I don't want to repeat myself too much from a couple of weeks ago. But the thing that has really the thing I've thought about that I didn't bring up then. And that's why I want to ask your opinion overall when it comes to the Snyder cut, because I know you'll agree with me on this. The idea that, unfortunately, it gives a very small percentage of fans and trolls the satisfaction of thinking their voice actually makes a difference because they are stuck in that echo chamber of fans of the same thing where they think this is something that's needed. Or even if they're just saying, I want this and I deserve this because I'm the customer. There's definitely an element of that. But they're also thinking there's huge demand and this would be such a huge movie and the world wants to see Zack Snyder's vision and they don't. They didn't want to see a Justice League movie enough to actually go see it. And it wasn't because Zack Snyder wasn't part of it. It wasn't it wasn't anticipated. Like I was, I thought going into this movie, like I, I saw it. I didn't like it. I saw it. Coincidentally, saw it on opening day because just the, that point in my life, it was my wedding's coming up. I'm not gonna have time to go see movies in the next couple weeks of Thanksgiving and the holidays. Ryan and I went. Let's just get it over and done with. Let's see it opening night. Let's go. I walked out. That sucked, and I don't need to see it again. I didn't start a bitch campaign on twitter i didn't start anything like that of like that movie sucks and yeah maybe the snyder cuts a real thing i didn't go down that i was like i don't care what cut i don't like the movie so i don't care so i don't care who directed it people didn't show up because Zack snyder didn't direct it they didn't they didn't care who directed it that's the thing again the average movie doesn't know polarizing to audiences and it's not because maybe it was partially because of the director but movies that people weren't digging man of steel or batman v superman yeah wonder woman was a big hit and maybe she was the biggest reason why a lot of those people came back and saw her in a movie five months later i think that's part of it but if you don't have a product that's good that people general audiences don't grasp they're not going to come see it. Exactly. And it doesn't matter who's directing it. It doesn't matter who's cut. Yeah, the the average person doesn't know that it was... I mean, again, Zack Snyder was still credited as director for the movie. Yes, yeah. But the average moviegoer isn't thinking about that. They're not paying attention to that. They're looking at it and they're saying, uh, not, I'm not into it. Yeah. Or they saw Wonder Woman and they were like, I'm good. Or they saw Wonder Woman and they didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they weren't open about it, but they weren't necessarily willing to go see Wonder Woman team up with... Ben Affleck's Batman and Henry Cavill as Superman and yeah, I like what's his nose as Flash it, and someone they never heard of as Cyborg. Who, they, who Cyborg? Someone they never yeah. heard of either. I like Batman v Superman, but I talked to some people I worked with at the time when the movie came out in 2016, and one of my coworkers said that her ex-husband took her, their six-year-old son to see it, and they had to leave right when that scene. Where I guess where he goes and he's having the dream and he goes in and that bat pops out of the tomb that scared the oh, shit yeah. out of everybody. The kid was all those like, fucking dream sequences like in that the, movie. You market these movies like they're you market them. There's toys for kids in this and that. Like the Batman movies that I grew up with, where they marketed toys, were, were they were toy commercials, right? And, and the, but and now they're still doing the same model for this dark, fucking terrifying movie that's not for kids. That's not for any younger audience. That was also shot as an R movie, lest yes. we forget, because the extended cut or the I ultimate mean, edition. Like, what audience do you play to? What audience right. are you playing to? So now, okay, they go back to Justice League, and you can say, well, they're just trying to make it a little bit more marvel But they're also trying to maybe make it more audience-appealing because that last movie that you made a year and a half ago... Was just dark and loud. Yeah. And people I mean, you, were, got, you got a courthouse blowing up. Yeah. <laughs> You've got... 
Superman, once again, being no fun, just like he was in Man of Steel. And murdered people, you know, people drinking pee. Yeah, you've, yeah, you you've got Batman trying to kill Superman. I mean, it's all this. I mean, the whole movie is him doing. It's like the best review I heard of that at the time. And again, this is someone who likes the movie enough. Yeah, and you're a fan. Like, yeah. Of Batman and DC. I love Batman, but I haven't loved these movies. But I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to be one of those, like, this isn't my DC it's just, it's not for me, and I've accepted that, and I moved on, and I have the Batman movies and Superman movies I like growing up. And, and you are, okay. but you are anticipating Wonder Woman. 84. I am looking forward to Wonder Woman because I did enjoy the first, I enjoyed 90% of the You enjoyed first it one enough. Until the very <laughs> end, where it's like, oh, you had Wait, it. Are, are you saying a DC movie devolved into a CGI mess at the yeah. end? And no way. Yeah, I, I hated the end of that movie. That will never, that will never change, but. <laughs> but you enjoyed it enough that you're up for the sequel. Yes. But see, that's. What I mean when it comes to, but I also feel that it, we were talking about sequels that could be repetitive. I'm not blind to the fact that this Wonder Woman movie could be repetitive because now the fish out of water is Chris Pine and she's in the world, and now this and like a lot of the same beats could happen again. Yeah, it's but decades later and he's so. alive again. But how is that possible? Is he a clone? Is he what? And I just yeah. don't know that people are as curious about what's going on in in this sequel. But yeah. At the same time, but like going back, like the Justice League, like you try to make it look more broad and appealing. And you said it was the most appealing at the time, but it's just not a good movie. No, it's It's not. It's just not a good movie. And I walked out not ranting and raving. I was like, that was I. I I can't like it. Just it didn't do anything for me. Right. And uh, all my life, when I was a kid, when I first watched the Super Friends cartoon and reruns on Cartoon Network, (laughs) Batman and Superman, all these guys team up together. Oh my God! If they ever make a movie of that, that'll be the best movie ever. And to think that in 2017, 20 years after I saw that cartoon, thinking that would be the best movie ever, it's one of the most like meh. It wasn't even it disappointing. Is. It was just like, oh, that came and went. It's forgettable. Yeah, it really it's, is. It's disposable. I mean, th- yeah, there's the part where you think this should have been huge. This is a Justice League movie. This is the first time you're seeing it. This is DC's Avengers equivalent if we're going to compare to yes. what's out there right now. If we're going to compare to other tentpole films right now. Yes. This could have been great. And coming off the the huge success of Wonder Woman, you're thinking, this could be cool. And it wasn't, and I'm not into it. And again, it frustrates me that, the, that these trolls and these fanboys feel like they have a voice now. But ultimately, as I said, they're wrong because this isn't a movie. They're, you're not seeing the Snyder Cut. You're seeing Zack Snyder go back and do what he wants to with the original version of the movie. Which is fine, and I have no problem with his comments about the original version of the movie. Look, if somebody took this show away and completed it, it's, you know, some other thing. He'd if be I'd, pissed off. Yeah, yeah, if I'd shot two-thirds of a movie and then one-third was finished by somebody else, I wouldn't want to use what they shot because I wouldn't want to make the movie I would have been making yeah. if, if, you know, unfortunate tragic circumstances hadn't stopped me from making it. So, yeah. of course, he shouldn't be using anything justly. I have no problem with him, you know, maybe hyping up a little bit about the fact that he would, you know, burn the movie and all this other stuff. I have no problem with any of the well, rhetoric he's, he's, he's a very that. eccentric, like, he said some shit in the press that has been ridiculous. Like, if I had my way with Batman, his origin story, he'd been raped in prison. Like, Yeah, like, he said stupid, a lot of he stupid He said a lot shit. of stupid shit. Because I, I think he just wants to rile people up and yeah. keep people he's talking bro, about it. You know? Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. He, he's a I dude he, bro that, you know. He totally is a dude bro, Zack Snyder. You know, but monster energy drinking his cheerios in the morning so. <laughs> and you know he does a lot of power lifting during the day yeah just to keep his energy up. i gotta pump in between takes <laughs> yeah he's like if tom cruise was a director and on <laughs> monster energy <laughs> yeah <laughs> but 
Anyway, oh, yeah, and you could tell there were like five movies worth of stuff in Batman v Superman that wasn't fully fleshed out. So, yeah, you know. they were like, well, <laughs> that Man of Steel movie didn't do as well, so put that script in with his Batman idea, which I, I still believe to this day Batman was a Hail Mary because it's like, we just finished a Batman movie, but we're going to bring him back and put him in this one because it's... Because people love Batman. Because we need and, money. And speaking of which, see, that's the other thing. That's why I think, and just to circle back, and we'll end on this, but when it comes to Wonder Woman 1984... HBO Max is really getting into the DC business. They've actually replaced the theatrical cut of Batman v Superman with the Ultimate Edition. Which I've never seen. So if you have HBO Max, well, we should watch it together. That's actually something we might have been watching tonight if our plans had played out yeah. as originally intended. I've because that's something we're going to watch. Though, so. well, that's true. Maybe you wouldn't have been in the mood for so much darkness. <laughs> yeah, which, I had enough no, darkness this week. Yeah, Extra 30 minutes of darkness in the Ultimate Edition. But yeah. anyway, so they're doubling down on the Zack Snyder thing. Now, they're also developing original series for the Gotham City Police Department because we're just going to beat Batman to death. Like and in the movie based or just... Cause it, no idea. Don't know if it's going to be based on this solo movie with Robert Pattinson as Batman or Bruce Wayne. That was what, another thing Bruce that Wayne. really was ridiculous too. Oh my God, aren't, aren't you excited about J.K. Simmons playing Commissioner Gordon? Had about 30 seconds of screen time. Yeah, he'd one scene. whoopty fucking he did. And there, there probably was more. Maybe he would have been there more, but like... The person playing Commissioner Gordon isn't the reason I'm going to see any movie yeah. with Batman. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not a huge pull. Loved Gary Oldman in, yeah. in the Nolan movies, and, and that was uh, like when you saw him, even oh, Pat Gary Hingle. Oldman's playing Commissioner Gordon. This is a great movie, isn't it? Like yeah, like that didn't exactly make the Nolan movies for me. It helped, but that wasn't what yeah. got me to plunk down for my multiple uh, tickets because yeah. I saw. Well, I didn't see Batman Begins more than once in the theater, but regardless, that yeah, wasn't a did. big pull for me. You saw it with me, unless you didn't see it in 2005. I didn't know you when, when we saw Batman. Be- oh, that's right. I did we saw, see we it. We saw the marathon. We saw the marathon. Yeah. I forgot. I'm thinking when it originally <laughs> ran. You saw, didn't see it in 2005. By, you know, no, well, I saw Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises a couple of times in theaters, yeah, so that's here. what I was thinking about. But you're right. I did go see yeah. it. Technically, a second time uh, the day the Dark Knight Rises opened and we saw all three movies in a row. But anyway, yeah. it really seems like, and oh, by the way, so we got the, we got the Zack Snyder Ultimate Edition, essentially director's cut, R-rated version of Batman v Superman on HBO Max, developing a Gotham City Police Department series, developing a Catwoman series, you know, more Batman, we're going to beat more Batman into you, for HBO Max, and Zack Snyder's new vision of Justice League, because let's be honest, this is, like I said, he's definitely going to be taking into account some of the criticism about the original release, including some ideas, because he knows what ideas were his. So if things, if people didn't like certain things, you know those things aren't going to be followed through if he'd originally well, intended it's to. It's like in the in the mid-2000s with the Donner cut, the Richard Donner cut that had been talked about for decades mm-hmm. of his cut of Superman 2. But it actually was filmed at the time. That's the but, difference. But, no, if you watch that movie... Um, it's film. It's test footage spliced in, and other things, and other ideas, and like they right. was able to go back and complete shots, and put the original credits in, and everything else. And to me, that's not a perfect vision. I mean, both versions of Superman two aren't good. Like they're they're okay, <laughs> but like if you combine both ideas to make a cohesive movie, you've got a cohesive movie. You just got two separate versions, and right. it just but, what is? But, but the they didn't go kind of and... like I don't know which one I like better, and. Right. You know, like, but but doing a new ending and, and pumping 20 to 30 million dollars reportedly into the completing this movie. That's not the same as the Donner cut, which was footage that was cut out unearthed. during the initial release. Right. Exactly. That was unearthed. That That's was in different. Like, in like um, vaults or like other studio. Exactly. This and... is this is shit that was never done in the first place. And he can't even have the actors back to film more stuff. So everything's getting added is more CGI, which after seeing Batman v Superman and Man of Steel, can't you just aren't you just anxious to see more CGI? Mm. But anyway, having all that said. 
Batman v Superman, Justice League Snyder Cut, two Batman character-oriented series coming to HBO Max. Don't you think it's feasible that they might say, all right, HBO Max, $25, you can see Wonder Woman 1984, instead of just continually pushing it back? Don't you think since they seem to be very invested yeah. in the DC business, don't you think that is a reality? It, uh, it, if theaters aren't going to reopen for the rest of 2020, which seems very, very likely, I say that's on the table. Yeah, I, I think so. I think also it's there were so many botches with the HBO Max launch that it's kind of like... That would bring people in. Yeah. Like, that would get subscribers. That would get me to subscribe for a little while at least because I would see the movie that way if that was the only option I could see the movie. If it's not going to be in theaters. Well, but, there you go. But the opening day of Disney Plus was we got The Mandalorian, we've got this, we've got that. HBO Max, is like like you said, we've got Friends. And Friends, Big Bang Theory, Theory. Fresh Prince, yeah. and uh, later on, South Park. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and right now you can watch the DC movies that yeah, have mixed reviews at best. It was just like, why, why didn't that... I mean, I guess they couldn't. I mean, I guess it was set for a certain time, but like, maybe wait. <laughs> well, think also that could be an all-in-one. And again, I'm just playing here. Yeah. But that could be an all-in-one announcement. It's like, hey, good news! HBO Max is coming to. Let's say they strike a deal with just Amazon Fire Stick. Yeah. HBO Max is coming to Amazon Fire Stick, Amazon Fire TV, and the day HBO Max is available that night, one night only, Wonder Woman 1984. Twenty four ninety nine. Have at it. People, well, that's I think people would go for it. Enough people where it would justify because again, you can't just keep pushing this movie back and pushing it back and pushing it back. I'd set a Friday aside for that. <laughs> that's what I mean. I do think that's a possibility because here we are. We're sitting here in August of twenty twenty. We're five months deep into this pandemic. Yeah. This quarantine. This very very slow reopening of the United States, and. I just no don't. Th- I don't think theaters are on the table. I really don't think theaters going to reopen in 2020. I think the box office winner for 2020, Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> I do. I, I think there aren't going to be. There's not going to be an Oscar that's a ceremony. Very 2020 movie. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be an Oscar ceremony next year because there aren't going to be enough films that will qualify because they didn't play in theaters. Yeah. I think they'll just have to combine the last two years for nominations for the 2022 ceremony. Yeah. I just don't think this is happening and, because and it's uh, it's we the don't way know. things are. That's the way. Speaking for myself, and I'm sure you sort of feel this way. It's like that's just the way things are now. That's it. Streaming is the option right now. There yeah, isn't an the alternative. Is. Like we're going to wait. The world is going to be right now, and we have to deal with it. Exactly. If we ever want to get back to getting our shit together and having movies in theaters and having award ceremonies, right? You know, this is a whole different speech. But like, we got to get our shit together with this first, and then we can go start so going to the movies. Well, it's, and and to minimize the losses. That's yeah. the other thing too, because Warner Brothers. I mean, HBO Max isn't exactly uh, pumping out a, a ton of money, yeah. and there are, there are a whole, a lot, you know, obviously a lot of movies have been on hold. TV shows are on hold. I mean, all sorts of stuff for a studio like that to not have anything new. And again, in the fall, when there's no TV shows coming back and movie theaters aren't open and all this other stuff, are they going to say, well, you know, people do want new stuff. People do want to see something, especially Wonder Woman, an established brand, that would be DC a movies, hit, yeah. a sequel for a movie that people loved. And you can make a big campaign, and especially if you tie that in with the launch of now we're going to be available on Fire TV or Roku or both. Yeah. And on that day, you'll be able to watch Wonder Woman 1984 for a premium price. I think it's a win, and I think it's entirely possible because, again, streaming right now is is the only option. Yeah. There isn't another one. No, absolutely not. 
All right, I'm out of breath. I'm tired. Yeah, <laughs> we've talked a whole. We crammed a whole lot into an hour and a half. To, I think that's going to be all the movie news for 2020, unless something. I mean, unless we, we see how happens. this plays out. Yeah. Maybe a review of Bill and Ted Face the Music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, just one other little element uh, to follow up on what we talked about. We've we've mentioned things over the last two episodes, uh, teases and ideas about Patreon for Chris Abala's podcast experiment, and one of the things that we batted around. Which is an idea is film commentary for movies that could very well be a perk with Patreon. And yeah. uh, once again, once a page is set up, even for just a basic contributor level, then we will let you know. And tiers can be added, but it's something that is in that that progress is being made on. Let's put it that way. But that is something that was tossed out as like, hey, maybe that'll be one of the benefits that maybe once a month we'll do a film commentary kind of thing yeah. for something that you want to see with i mean we could even put stuff up for a vote like what do you want us to do commentary yeah. on we're going to give you four options and whichever one gets the most votes we get the uh, we do the commentary for so listen lots of ideas like that that are being batted around because uh we also don't have anywhere to be yeah <laughs> that's the other thing we're sitting here making this dopey show once a week uh no but listen we're glad people are enjoying it and i like continually hearing from people that they are enjoying the show they're glad the show's back but the idea of growing it yeah, just like everybody else, we want to try to make something out of what we're doing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're not making any money doing the show, so we're not hemorrhaging money like Disney or Warner Brothers or yeah. any other studios or any other businesses, for that matter, which employ tons of people, lest we forget that. Yeah. But nonetheless, uh, we do want to grow this thing. And uh, Indeed. if you want to follow Jack on Twitter, you can do so at JackWagon85. And you can follow him on Instagram at JacksonFigure1985. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Abalo and on Instagram at Chris Sells Out. And uh, as I said earlier, you can follow the show at Cape Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And obviously lots more in the future. And next Monday, a new show as always. So please make sure you're subscribed. Please give the show five stars. Write a little review. Recommend it to a friend. All that good stuff because it helps spread the word and spread the enjoyment of the show. And that's what we're here for. So, until next week, for Jack DeFranco, this is Chris Abalo, and this was yet another experiment. I think we have a clunker here. And I should know. I produced Bad Summer Movie, the parody of Bad Summer Movies that was itself a Bad Summer Movie.